Hey y'all, welcome to another episode of The Marketing Natives. In today's episode, we're gonna be talking about how to drive more traffic for your Shopify store. Whether you're a veteran or you're just starting out on Shopify, the number one thing you have to do is to continue to grow. And to grow, you need traffic. So on today's episode, we're gonna be talking about how to drive more traffic, what happens when you drive more traffic. We're gonna be talking about the one platform that you must be doing that one of our clients wasn't doing and missed out on $5,000 per week because she wasn't doing it and how you can implement it today for very, very cheap. And a couple of apps that we would recommend so that you can continue to reach more people and get all those who are eventually, or all those who would have left your website um, and getting those people back. So all this and more on how to sell more on your Shopify store, uh, take a listen. This is The Marketing Natives, providing actionable ways to grow, improve, and succeed in your business. And now, your hosts, Christian and Aaron. All right, how to sell more on your Shopify store. We're going to start with website speed. Now, imagine this. Imagine you go to a Shopify store, and let's say you click it from an ad and you're on, let's say maybe Instagram, you click on it, it takes one full second to, for you to even see the logo, let's just say that. And then another second for it to load that big hero image, and then you starts to scroll, right? But it won't scroll because the products are still uploading um, to your phone or downloading to your phone. And it takes a full three seconds for that website to fully load for you to actually be able to see products. Like how many people do you think are going to stay that long? It's a good question. Not very long, right? Um, I mean, it depends. I mean, the data, depending on, I guess, how interested you are in that product, I mean, you actually want to see it, you know, and obviously it depends on their, um, like the, the speed of the phone, right? Whatever network they're on or they're on Wi-Fi, like obviously it's going to, be different um, for each customer. So that's why it's always important to, um, I, I think, pay attention to website speed um, because different people have different networks that they're using. Some people are using Wi-Fi, some people are using LTE, some people are potentially using Edge, can you mm -hmm. imagine? Um, <clears throat> so that's why it's always important to pay attention to website speed and also testing website speed on mobile phones and testing website speed on computers, tablets, and then different networks, Wi-Fi, um, AT&T's network, T-Mobile's network, et cetera. Um, because website speed is going to determine how quickly can someone buy from your store once they land on it um, and how easy it is for them to sort of navigate from page to page and still keep interest, right, while they're waiting for things to load on your website. Right. Well, and I think, you know, you give an example of three seconds is like, that's an okay, I guess, speed. Like some websites are five, six, seven seconds. And I think the, um, like the way that they, I say they, like the way that Google has said that your site speed affects um, sales is that for every one second that it goes above three, so let's just say it's four, you lose potentially 10% of your business for e-commerce because it's just another second that somebody has to leave. Um, so there's some things like what you were mentioning that you're, you have your network that you can't really have anything to do with. That's just that person. But if your site loads on top of that, 
it could be five, six, seven seconds, and you've lost pretty much everybody at that point. Because um, that's just to go to one page. Imagine like clicking on the product, going forward, whatever else. So uh, yeah, the focus on the site, um, and you can you can actually see this like a ton of sites that don't have really that much at all, but do better performance wise just because they have a faster loading site and more people can get to the product. So you've got to have a fast website. And a good place to check that is like that, what is it, GT metrics or whatever? Like mm-hmm. that's a good that's a good free source for you to kind of see your speed and it'll give you a grading scale to tell you like, okay, you could improve this or here's where you're at, here's where you're starting at. And it'll give you an idea of like how how long it takes to load. Well nowadays, I mean Shopify just added that that new feature where it actually tells you oh yeah a like yeah. little speed score um, i don't believe that thing though it's like i bought a new template with like nothing on it and it still says like 30 or something like that out of 100 which is like there's nothing on the site so <laughs> i don't know if i believe that but yeah it is it is cool to kind of see or have it like right there though i mean i think it's literally google's they're using google's technology i think they're using lighthouse oh really um, yeah to to run that so it's pretty reliable dang well I don't know how, how Shopify slows it down to that much, but regardless, it's good good to kind of test yourself across, um, I guess, different areas, GT or G2 metrics or whatever, or the one inside of Shopify and see which site is faster. And that's the point is you want to make sure that your site is going quickly. Mm-hmm. All right. And I think the next uh, main thing to talk about is the like the line outside of the restaurant and this has nothing to do with the restaurant obviously this is a shopify store but the line outside the restaurant or the yelp reviews or anything like that those are all just examples of social proof and when you have good social proof it actually costs you less to reach more people because um, there are more people telling others around you about you so for example you could get like online what's good if you're talking about like online advertising or anything like that it could be Um, the likes or comments or shares, so it builds social proof. But it could also be the social proof on your site. So it could be the reviews. Like some websites have product reviews, and you could have, oh, this product has been purchased, you know, 100 times, and there's five-star rating. Like that's going to add, quote-unquote, social proof to lower the cost of, or like, I guess, the amount of hurdles that somebody has to go through if they're choosing your product versus somebody else. So if I was about to buy a, I don't know, uh, a new hat from somebody from like branded bills or whatever that we've bought has before and they've sold 6,000 products and they're all five-star reviews. I'm going to buy a hat from them versus like somebody who has nothing and it looks the exact same, but there's no proven model. So I think social proof has so much more of a, um, a play or like a, so much more of an effect on what we purchase without us even noticing it too. I mean, yeah, I think that goes back to, I, I'm thinking back in high school, the things that I would buy clothes wise, right? Mm-hmm. The North Face stuff, the Nike, the Adidas. The only reason why we would buy those brands is because your peers were using those brands, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I actually think about like the, like the iPod, for example. Um, literally everyone in my school had an iPad or not an iPad, an iPod, mm-hmm. right? The, either the Nano or like the full screen one or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, nobody had zooms maybe there was one weird kid who had a zoom yeah but everyone had an ipad ipod and i think that's part of the social proof is like you've seen the peers around you right using these products and i think mm-hmm. on a regular basis yeah we see this everywhere are right? you using a macbook it's like oh maybe i, I need to use a macbook too right mm-hmm. um you're wearing a 
There's a Brandon Bills hat. Okay, Brandon Bills hat. Yeah. Then okay, maybe I need to check out Brandon. Technically, Bills. it's Richardson, which <laughs> is a really good. That's probably your hat's probably Richardson too. But. Yeah, they're very popular. Um. So yeah, it's a it's a way to incorporate that aspect, you know, that we use and see every day, mm-hmm. um, into your website. And there's different apps too. Like, um, is it called Social Proof? I feel like there's an app. Yeah. That, yeah. That mm-hmm. just pops us in the in a little corner. So and so from yeah. Saginaw, Kentucky, just purchased you know this this iPhone case, and you're like, oh, okay. There's actually people buying this case, mm-hmm. um, and I feel like I I I do that whenever I'm looking at, especially paid advertising on Instagram. Mm-hmm. I feel like I'm I'm a, I have a pretty good. Um, targeting like people are targeting me really really well with their because like i'm constantly saving um ads that are being targeted to me Mm. for a number of different things um the other day there was these um like sandals or flip-flops or whatever Mm -hmm. slides actually and the brand i didn't recognize but the video they looked really comfy and they Mm. were like showing like how like cushiony and bouncy they were and all, all this stuff they're like literally bouncing balls off of this like sandal. And I was like, oh, wow, like that looks pretty cool. My feet like, would be happy. Yeah, my feet would like, oh, yeah, amazing. And they're like, oh, these are normally $50 or, you know, 38 or whatever. But in the back of my mind, I'm thinking I'm looking at this website and it just looks like one of those drop shipping. Like they mm-hmm. bought these for, I don't know, a dollar from China. Right. And like they're just selling me, selling to me for 30 bucks. And I'm like, Ugh. that's just like. To me, it didn't have yeah that social proof that right like okay my would, would my friends buy this are my friends even you know buying this kind of stuff mm-hmm. um, it makes it feel like cheaper I guess yeah right because um, that's the first thought that came to my mind was like the brand looks kind of iffy and then there's really no social proof there's no no one that I follow I guess like that I've seen how many followers did they have on Instagram like, I don't know I didn't check that I okay. just went from the ad straight to the website uh, the website yeah. Um, so yeah, I think having that social proof on the website, I don't even remember seeing social proof on the website, like either testimonials or I think video testimonials would have been um, really good. Or, um, in a position like that, I think what would have probably sold me on it, maybe, um, like a social feed of people using the hashtag, like whatever the name of the sandal was. Yeah. yeah. Um, and just seeing other people using the product or posting about the product on, on Instagram. Um, like real life people using the product um, that might have been like okay they're legit people are actually buying this mm-hmm. um, they actually have a following it's not just like a was it fly by night yeah you know type of company that just popped up just to make a buck out of this one dollar sandal and, right you know. they spent a bunch of money on the video but didn't focus on anything else <laughs> right right so i'm guessing they're getting yeah they're getting some sales but they're not getting as many as what they could have or they're spending a lot more because you would have been one of those purchasers. Because even now, if I would say like if they wasted money on you remarketing to you, they still probably wouldn't get you unless they had a bunch of like carousel of like testimonial videos like Kevin and Jill and everybody else, you know, we're all super happy. So, yeah, I think social proof is a it could be a make or break, but it, it definitely will help you sell more online. And you can see the opposite effect of the one that you gave where if you don't have social proof, it almost deters you away versus hey if you had it you would have told me about it and we would have been both wearing the sandals or something Mm
Hey, local business owners, if you're ready to grow your business online without having to work more in your business and you can spend more time on it, we created a free training on how to attract, qualify, and convert more leads online. It's 38 minutes. It's going to take a little bit of your time, but it's going to have a huge benefit. It's completely free. Make sure you click below in the description, whether you're on Facebook, whether you're on YouTube, whether you're on the podcast, everything's there that you need. Go grab the training now. All right, so this is goes without saying, but to sell more on Shopify, you have to have more traffic. We always tell our clients, you should get to about 10,000 people per month, which if you're doing that organically, that could be, I mean, that could be Facebook or Instagram or whatever else. But like, if you don't get to 10,000, um, you run into the issue of, hey, it's just a numbers game. And if you had 1,000 people there and you normally get like 10 orders per month, it's like, okay, well, we have a good spot or we have a good starting point. But it really just becomes like a, you know, a good website or actually an amazing Shopify site converts at like 5%. Like that's a rock star site, but most are like 2% or 3% or whatever. So if you get a thousand people and you're only going to get 1%, 2% of those people, you're just, it's a smaller number. So we want to get to 10,000 and you can do that through like SEO or like search engine optimization, or you can do it through like paid traffic, but Without traffic, and especially starting a new site, it's going to be almost impossible for you to hit your sales goals because uh, the other option is like direct messaging somebody on Instagram or whatever else and like doing it one by one, uh, which is possible. But the whole point for, I think, for a Shopify store and to sell more online is that you do it, you know, kind of quote unquote passively. Um, and there's only, yeah, there's only two ways to drive traffic, organic or paid. Um, organic is... You know, we had, a, we, I guess we, we tell our clients, you know, um, go with paid first and then add in the organic later for at least like the e-commerce side. And the only reason for that is because paid will send people there right away. You can get to 10,000 people per month pretty quickly. And then that would help pay for organic, which is going to take, you know, sometimes three, six, nine months before you see results. So, um, it's. I guess just that magical number of ten thousand to to become a ten to twenty thousand dollar a month Shopify store, and then you can always ex- I guess expand or ex- scale from that. Yeah, I think that's a huge misconception that people have. Where you build a website, any website, not even a Shopify website, but any website, and automatically you're going to get people pouring in mm-hmm. and visiting your website and making purchases and all this. Mm-hmm. That's not the case. Like you have to work very hard to mm-hmm. get people to visit your website. And like you said, whether organic or paid, paid obviously being the, the faster route, but you have to spend more money versus mm-hmm. organic where it just takes a lot more time. Um, still, you know, you have to spend money and, and time, mm-hmm. right, um, to grow those those organic um, avenues. But I would say, yeah, 100% traffic to your website is probably one of the number one ways to sell more, right, on your Shopify store. If you don't have people coming in, you're not going to get sales. Um, optimization and you know conversion strategies come later but number one should be just getting people focusing on getting people to your store yeah and when we i mean we really recently started or launched a new shopify store where hopefully they're going to be doing marketing with us but they i think they were under the impression like okay let's just get it up and let's just tell people about it and I think they were going to send some emails or whatever else which is probably what you know most people do is like hey i'm gonna announce it on facebook and email but what you're going to realize is that you're going to send people there and then you either are going to get good data or bad data or like let's just say you send 100 people there. Like you send 100 people 
well, you may not send, you may not have sent enough people to actually even get a purchase. So it's just really, really hard to, to scale the business or you start to question like, is my product good or is anything good? You just ha don't have enough data. So, um, the traffic source is absolutely like, yeah, if we were to order these in like importance, you should focus on, let's get as many people there as possible. And then let the, you know, Shopify analytics tell you what you need to change. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I, yeah, the Shopify analytics will even tell you more specifics on demographics and mm -hmm. um, traffic sources and different things like that, where um, after that you can actually determine, okay, where can I actually, where do I want to spend my money on? And where is it more mm -hmm. likely that people are going to convert from? Um, so yeah, those are our very, very important strategies. And what was I going to say? Um, it's like, uh, yeah, the, I think I've mentioned this before, but you know, nowadays it's more important to build a community mm -hmm. and then sell that product versus you create this product or create this website mm -hmm. and then have to worry about finding traffic, finding traffic. Right. Mm -hmm. So, um, if you're starting or about to start, you know, your, your own Shopify store, maybe focus more on building that community, mm -hmm. um, create a Facebook group, start talking about different things. Maybe I don't know, go on Reddit, go on Pinterest, um, and create a following, create a really strong following. Um, and after you, you don't have to necessarily sell, sell them anything. Uh, but when you're ready to, um, those people are more likely going to, uh, be that traffic source for you starting out. That's a, I think that's a good example of like, okay, so you build that community, but to, I would say like a Facebook group or whatever else is a great spot. But the only thing that we technically own online is our email address. And even then I would say that like we own it, but we still got to pay for like sending the emails or like pay the monthly subscription. But to this day, the, the most, I think what most people thought was going to be like outdated, archaic, like dinosaur of like marketing is email, but, um, it's still the most powerful and it's going to give you four times more return than anything else like Facebook or Instagram or Pinterest or whatever else. Like email is absolutely like, um, one of our clients we didn't do email for for a while because they were doing it themselves and we're like okay we'll just do it yourself like send emails whenever we never set up an automation sequence for them and then we finally started I mean this is this is going on for years so I don't want to like think about all the money that was missed out but to give you an example like they just only sent it out hey we're having a fall event we're having a Super Bowl party you know, come see us. It was only for the people who came to the brick and mortar store, not the ones who were online. They never just, they never really got emails. So we set up an email sequence like, hey, new customers, people who hadn't shopped in a while, people who did shop, but didn't have it shopped, you know, in a couple of weeks, whatever. Uh, but anyway, they, for every dollar they spent before that, they were making like five or $6. Um, this last week, just like real kind of in time, it was, for every dollar they spent, they made $10. So they literally, with two emails through the week, which I would like for them to send more, but two emails throughout the week because they've grown their email list and everything like that, I mean, they made like $6,000 just from sending the emails, which before, like I said, they just never did it. So it's a matter of writing an email, sending it, and it was making them a decent amount of money. Uh, and it, like I said, it has the highest ROI. It's the only thing that we own, and like the I guess the caveat is if you don't do it, you're just missing out on all of the other um, revenue that you could make. But listen. what did you mean by, sorry, are you combining um, ads with it? Because you're, you're saying for every dollar spent, 
because well, I mean, with email, you don't necessarily spend money. And you're right. talking about you have these audiences already of people who haven't purchased in so long. And da, mm -hmm. da, da. So, well, that's through the email. Yeah. So like through their website. So like on Shopify. But yes, I'm just saying when the client's working with us before they sent emails, it was like for every dollar they made, they made six dollars in return. We added in emails, which connected to their Shopify store. And it said like, oh, you know, Joe hadn't purchased in a while. Send him this email sequence that we created. Um, so, yeah, we were combining it just with everything that we're doing with them, which is right now is just paid traffic and with email. Um, yeah, but yeah, that's a good clarification. But just adding the email costs them no more. I think they are paying, you know, they have a decent sized email list. So it's probably a couple hundred dollars per month, but $200 to, I mean, on an average month blend, uh, quite a bit of money. It pays for itself plenty over. Um, but that's only sending, like I said, a couple emails per week. But it's to your point, it's like building a community. Well, build that community and then collect the email addresses and, and build up anticipation and find different ways to, um, you know, interact with them because it's going to be your highest ROI. Like I said, you spend 200, whereas in online advertising, you may have to spend 2000. Now, you still need that to get new traffic, but to send, spend $200 on email marketing and then get thousands of dollars in return, it's just, um, it's a no brainer. So I would challenge, I would tell everybody to sell more on Shopify, you need to be building your email list. And as Christian meant, building a community and build your email list and sending emails. Our next one here. Um, it's also something that we've added. It's like, yeah, I think some of these go in, in some type of order um, where you don't necessarily have to do them all at once. Yeah, it could be overwhelming. Um, yeah, so I think like they build onto each other. Um, and I think that's the that strategy that we have done with our clients to mm -hmm. some extent. Um, one, to not overwhelm them. Yeah. Um, but... It, and I think, I mean, I think it works good that way um, where you're sort of focusing on that one thing, maybe traffic right now um, and not worrying about anything else because everything else will come from that pillar. Mm -hmm. um, and I think that that next one is adding the abandoned cart type pop ups to to stores. And I think for the most part, we do this for all of our clients or, or at least we recommend that, hey, mm -hmm. you include this somewhere. Um, because it's a very important reminder, especially when you're shopping and some people even expect it where mm -hmm. you're in the cart, you're looking for some sort of discount code or, mm -hmm. um, I've done it multiple times where, um, I'm in that checkout and I'm like maybe about to exit or I just leave it open for a while and maybe they'll send me an email, mm -hmm. um, with, with some sort of discount code. Um, and that's how some people shop that people actually do that on purpose, um, in order to get some sort of discount i tried um, to do that i think for a wedding and i left it in my cart like plenty of days in advance like three days like let me test this and they were just like uh yeah you'll get a deal for your next order and i was like really <laughs> i still had to purchase it but i was like that's a bad being a cart i mean they still got me but i'm not gonna buy from them again now <laughs> but just because i didn't need the shirt but yeah i just yeah that's a good way to kind of um get somebody back for sure right yeah so yeah, I think doing yeah doing traffic source, doing abandoned car pop ups, obviously having some sort of email strategy, um, having social proof, website speed, like these all sort of build up onto each other. And we're not saying to yeah do them all at once. It's again, what's most important? Work on that. Move to the next thing. Work on that. Mm -hmm. And then at some point you're gonna be 
doing sort of everything you can. So if right now you're listening to this episode and you're like, well, I'm doing all this stuff, then it's maybe time to optimize all these things, right? Mm -hmm. um, if you think about, you know, your email, like with email alone, there's a hundred different things that you can do there yeah. um, with headlines, with the actual copy, um, with whatever you can actually put on the email, the frequency. Mm -hmm. um, there's a lot of different things that you can do um, with each of these things in order to optimize and make them better um, as times goes. Because it has to be constant iteration um, with all these things and in order to sell more. Um, and with ads, it's always like always be testing, right? Mm -hmm. um, always be testing new things. Um, the market obviously changes the way people buy. And probably, I don't know, 10, 20 years, we're going to have freaking goggles or contact lenses and we're going to walk down the street and see all ads and offers, mm -hmm. you know, right in our freaking faces. So um, it's a matter of always being staying on top of things and always testing um, all these things. Yeah, absolutely. And really, I think that from all of this is um, if you're doing all of these things or if you're doing even one of these two or three things well, you are going to sell more from your store. I think that's the the whole point from all of this is that, um, as Christian mentioned, you don't have to do all of it, but these are the key things to making sure that you sell more. Now, this goes without saying that you should probably have a really good product and a proven um, product that people want first, but the website traffic will be able to help you do that. But mm -hmm. um, this should help you sell more on your Shopify store. You do those things correctly. I think even at a um, you know, 50% of them, okay, you're still going to end up selling more products and then you can continue to build from that. Yep, exactly. All right, guys, thanks so much for listening to another episode of The Marketing Natives. Hope you thought that this was an amazing episode on how to sell more on your Shopify store. If you're interested in learning more about how to sell more on your Shopify store and you want somebody else to take it away from you, there's going to be a link in this description, um, either on YouTube or the podcast. Uh, click that and schedule a free strategy session if you've been listening for a while, please make sure to go over and leave us an honest rating and review over on Apple Podcasts. It helps us reach more people online. And if you are a first-time listener, whether you're on YouTube, podcast, whatever podcast platform you're on, or Facebook, please make sure that you either like the page, subscribe, um, or yeah, or subscribe, whether it's on the podcast or YouTube. We put out content every single week, and The Marketing Natives comes out every single Monday. So hope you guys got a lot out of this. If you did, please screenshot it. And uh, tag us over on Instagram and we'll send you something definitely worth of value to you. All right. See you guys. The Marketing Natives Podcast is a production of Bit Branding. 